Well, welcome back to the Family Movie Night Podcast. This is episode 23. And in light of the fact that today we are talking cartoons, I wanted to ask uh, my uh, wonderful co-host here, uh, if you had to be in the car uh, for a cross-country road trip with any famous cartoon character, who would you want in the car with you? Who would you absolutely not want in the car with you? So, uh, Donnie Dorsey, uh, who who do you have? Who who would be the best person for you to have in the car with you? Famous cartoon character. Okay, so I think the first the first one that came to mind was uh, a minion, but I think I thought about it for a second. I kind of would like either Rosita or Gunt or Gunther. Uh, you want a minion in the car with you? Well, I thought about it at first, but I changed my mind because okay. I, I don't know if I would understand what was going on. I'd just be getting like frustrated. I'd want they'd either, be tearing things up. <laughs> I want either Gunther or uh, Rosita because we'd probably be singing songs in the car, like as we're driving around. We have yeah. a good old time, like just going. Right, Gunther and Rosita from what? Oh, from Sing. My bad. Yes, from that's Sing. what I was about to say. I want to make sure we're all okay. And who do you not want in the car with you? I changed, but yeah, definitely not a minion because they're yes. very destructive. I'm pretty sure the car would just be a steering wheel and it'd be like one of those old, like, uh, like shorts you see where it's just like the, the car ends up ending and it's just the steering wheel of this car seat. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I, I totally, I totally agree. All right. Heidi Cooper, uh, you're joining us today to talk about cartoons. So if you had to take a cross country road trip with any cartoon character, who do you want in the car with you? Um, so, I. I think I would, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of Shrek um, because he's pretty grumpy and sarcastic. Like I tend to be. You guys would hate everything the whole way. (laughs) Yes. I feel like we would just be pretty gross and we would just, just road snacks and all that stuff. Yeah. And I think that would be fun. Um, But definitely not if he brings donkey, like donkey would get on my last nerve. He would, I feel like just having talking. Eddie Murphy in the car would be too much. I love yeah. Eddie Murphy yeah. <laughs> like as a comedian, but having Eddie Murphy just constantly on, I think a would be tough. 15 minute road trip would be Well, and if all he wanted to talk about thing. was was the movie A Thousand Words, and I'd be like, yeah. dude, let's talk about Beverly Hills Cop or something. He's like, no, yeah. we're just talking about Meet Dave. <laughs> I'm going to tell you all the behind the scenes stories of Norbit. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Uh, Sawyer Hewlett, uh, the villain, the snidely whiplash or Mojo Jojo, or, uh, I don't know who else cartoon villain. We Lord Farquaad. There you go. From Shrek. All right. Um, Very good. Who do you want in the car with you, Sawyer? Um, this is tough. This is tough. I'm going to go with a TV show character rather than a movie. I know we're not supposed to do that. It's okay. I'm going to go with Sokka from Avatar The Last Airbender because he is just all kinds of fun. He's like chill, but he's also going to like keep me awake as I'm driving because he never stops talking. But he's, yeah, I would definitely want Sokka. All right. And who do you not want in the car with you? Um, I'm going to go with basically anyone from a Disney princess movie because like I think about Sleeping Beauty, she's going to be useless because she's sleeping. Pretty much the same with Snow White. All, I think about like all the seven dwarves. At the top of the list, though, at the tip top of the list is any generic Prince Charming across any of those movies. They they are the most one note people. 
thoroughly uninteresting. No good conversation will be had with them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good choice. All right, they probably me, just try to kiss you the whole time, Sawyer. Yeah, be weird, probably right? super weird. This <laughs> <laughs> is my one fun. That's all they know how to yeah. do. <laughs> Does this help us get to California? I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Welcome to the Family Movie Night Podcast. Uh, My name is Nathan, and here on this podcast, we want to help your family have better conversations around the content you consume. And uh, today, we're talking all about cartoons, just fun, silly comedies that uh, you end up watching with your family. And usually on this podcast, we're trying to help you uh, draw out the deeper meaning in movies and, and talk about the themes. But you know, sometimes you as a family, you're just going to be watching silly, funny movies, especially if you've got younger kids in the house. And we want to talk about why it's important for you to watch these kind of silly, stupid movies with your kids. But before we get to that, Donnie, why don't you tell them what, what it is we actually do on this podcast? Absolutely. On this podcast, we encourage every family, community, Christian church to have a monthly movie night to help you and your children build some memories, start conversations that matter. And the goal of our family ministry is to help you raise your children to love Jesus and his way of life above all other things. And we know that critical to that is for you to have a routine, regular time of connection and some shared experiences that will help you build stronger relationships. And, you know, movie nights are like, I think, great opportunities to do that because you know, they're, they're not just easy ways to share, you know, a lot of laughter and joy is we're going to talk about today, but even like fear and sadness and, and in a safe environment. Um, but they also give us a chance to talk about what matters most to us. Uh, that is, uh, going to be meaningful and memorable with, uh, with your children. And, uh, and on this podcast, we want to not only, you know, recommend some movies that you could watch on your, your, your monthly movie night, but, uh, but give you some ideas of, of meaningful conversations you could have with your children during or, or even after the movie ends. And as always, the point of this podcast is not to add one more thing to your list as a parent that you feel guilty about not doing. We just want to make it easier for you and your kids to enjoy being together so that you can build memories and have conversations that matter and Throughout our conversation today, remember that we just want to have fun and help you think um, through simple and easy ways to share your love of Jesus with your kids. And we want to hear from you. So in the description, you'll see a link to a form called What We're Missing. And if you have a movie you want us to cover, if today when we're talking about cartoons, there's a movie that comes to mind, you go, oh, they should talk about this. Go to that form, put in the descri- uh, in the description, tell us, hey, talk about this movie. Or if there's something we've talked about in the, in the past and you think we missed something that we should have been talking about, or you think we just got it wrong and you want to send that in, or you just got a comment, you got a question, you want something you want us to talk about on the podcast, let us know. We want to know who's out there, how we can serve you better. So make sure you fill out that form. But today we are talking about uh, cartoons. Uh, we wanted to take just a, a, a one week of our podcast to talk about. Uh, Heidi, Donnie, and I uh, have young kids who are watching cartoons all the time. Sawyer is a kid who is watching <laughs> cartoons all the time. Uh, this is true. I, yeah. I will freely admit, I 
thoroughly enjoy cartoons. There you go. So we had a whole discussion off mic about SpongeBob and and the merits of SpongeBob from Sawyer. So uh, a full on a full on uh, d- uh, doctoral analysis of it. So the great it, show. I don't know what to say. It's, it's a masterpiece. <laughs> So anyway, uh, we'll get to that. But the idea behind what we want to get to, uh, we'll talk about kind of the theme that we think is important is I think often uh, cartoons are the kind of things that parents, I know I as a parent often just put on to get kids to shut up. You put it on so you can go get whatever you need to do and your kids watch them. And uh, often the only movies we watch with our kids are, are ones that help us to get some kind of deeper meaning. Cert- certainly all the kind of movies that we have discussed on here are movies that have like really good themes. Uh, but today those aren't the movies, uh, the movies that we watched in preparation for this and that we're going to suggest maybe you watch with your family are not movies that necessarily have great themes. Uh, they're just fun and they're funny. And so, uh, Donnie, why don't you tell, uh, uh some parents here, uh, a movie you watch that you think would be good for, for them to watch with their kids just to have a good time. Yeah, I, I watched uh, Despicable Me, and I love it because I love the physical comedy of it. Like, it's the facial expressions. It's the bumping into stuff. It's the, like, just the little nuance of things where it's like, you know, stuff that could happen. Like, a good example is, uh, like, is a spacesuit had got turned pink in the washing machine because like he had all this stuff and we know that can happen. Like, you know, that moment where you're like, yeah, my oh. space suit always <laughs> turns pink. I mean, if you don't have a spacesuit, you're not preparing for, for the next generation. <laughs> That's right. Tawny Elon Musk Dorsey. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to be in, I'm going to be in the car next time instead of just that random space person yeah. thing. <laughs> well, and Despicable Me is a movie that it came out before I had kids and I was like, ugh, this movie. But now that I have kids, my kids love it. And it's a lot of fun to watch. They love the minions, the minions who drive me nuts. Uh, they just love it, man. And it's fun. And it makes me laugh and have a good time just watching them, how much they enjoy it. So totally yeah. agree on Despicable Me. Heidi, uh, what movie did you watch uh, this time and you think the parents uh, would enjoy with their kids? So my all-time favorite cartoon movie, which is Sing. I love singing. Um, I love all the singing and all the musical contributions by these um celebrities it's like you know there's artists but there's just also really cool um actors and stuff that do singing and they're really good but yeah i just think it's so funny and it just um like the different impersonations like when they're doing you know everybody loves the american idol like bloopers or whatever like the auditions and in both movies uh sing one and two they have the best auditions and me and my kids, like we can't help but laugh at those uh, every time. It's kind of one of those things um, where it's like you, there's adult humor and also kid humor going yeah. on throughout. Yeah. Well, we'll go ahead and put a, a a warning on this episode. If you watch this or trolls or any other movie with your kids, you're going to have to listen to that music on repeat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, sure. uh, kids, kids love music. So they did so sing to that album is really good. <laughs> so, I was about go. to say, I will throw the that out. Sing franchise has like exceptional music in large part because it's a lot of covers, but yeah. like it's, it's fun. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. To listen to. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. All right. Well, Sawyer, as the uh, villain of the podcast, what uh, what dastardly cartoon are are we in for here uh, that you're, you're you're bringing to the table? So, so I don't know what what you watched, Nathan, but I'm gonna get, go out on a limb and say I might have watched the most like adult movie here, and I watched Shrek. 
I, oh, sure. I, uh, yeah. I guess I, that's the most adult. <laughs> I I love this movie. It is You're so gonna say like irreverent. Wolf of Wall Street. But the most adult movie, Apocalypse I Step Now. Brothers for this. Yeah. I, I watched Step Brothers for this family comedy podcast. Yeah. Uh, no. All right. So tell um, us what is it about Shrek? Shrek is now 21 years old. Is yep. it it came out in 2001? Yep. I saw this. It, this is one of my earliest theater experiences. We went and saw it because my dad was like, my dad loved SNL and stuff like that. So Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy, and we'd be, yeah, let's go see it. And I, I didn't get like, it has humor for the kids. And so I loved it then. It's a movie that ages so well though, because there's jokes for the adults too. And like, I promise you similarly to like toy story there, this is a movie that is for everyone i love shrek so much yeah i think shrek is one of those uh that even with the sequels uh you know it probably uh, diminishing returns with the sequels but i think uh, mm-hmm. it still very much has a warm place in everyone's heart even 21 years later so uh i shrek watched a movie is very good yeah so i watched a movie that uh I it was the very first movie I took my daughter to see in the theaters because it was it was like it's like 82 minutes long. Uh, it is available on HBO Max. It's called Teen Titans Go to the Movies. And this is a movie that is based on the cartoon series Teen Titans Go, which is already kind of a parody of another uh, cartoon series that came out called Teen Titans, which are basically all the sidekick characters, all the young characters. Um from the DC universe. So like Robin is the leader of the teen Titans. And there was a version of it that came out probably when Sawyer was a, was a uh, like elementary age kid. And it was kind of, I loved that show. Right. It was kind of a very serious. It was, it was just a, an actual kind of like Batman, the animated series show. Well then about five or six years later, they released this very silly uh, SpongeBob esque parody called teen Titans go. And the, the premise of this movie that came out in like 2018, I think, is that the Teen Titans Go are the only characters, uh, only superheroes who are not getting a getting a movie themselves. And Robin is furious that he won't get a movie. So he is going to like Alfred has a movie. The Batmobile has a movie. The utility belt has a movie. And Robin does not have a movie. And so he's so mad about it. And uh, my kids love Teen Titans Go. They have watched this series. It's on Hulu and HBO Max. That, and this is not a joke. I think they have watched it seven times. There's like 200-something episodes. They have watched it over and over. It is always playing at my house at some point. Uh, it's a very cute show, but it's one of those that kind of just annoys me because uh, there is no deeper meaning in this show. There's a whole long section just about uh, short shorts and uh, farts and all the kind of things little kids find funny. And I sat and watched this. My kids were so excited that daddy was going to sit and watch this because they know how much I'm into comic books. So they will regularly come to me and be like, daddy, is that true in the comic books that Cyborg thinks that Abraham Lincoln is a turkey? And I'm like, no, that's not what you're talking about. What is this? But uh, absolutely. It was a very fun time. If you've got young kids, certainly if you have kids that have seen Teen Titans Go, but I'd say even if they haven't, if they're just kind of aware of superheroes at all, uh, which a lot of little kids are. This is a really fun movie, and it's it's like 80, 85 minutes, maybe even shorter than that. Uh, really funny, just a good time. Um, so certainly you probably don't even need us to recommend movies because your kids have cartoons that they love, um, and these aren't like the Pixar cartoons where you're going to be crying at the end. They're just fun movies. They're just funny movies. 
Uh, and so here's here's the reason we wanted to talk about this is um, cartoons. And one of the things that cartoons help us to do is one, they help us to laugh with our kids. Um, and it is important for us as parents who love Jesus and want our kids to love Jesus, um, that as when they're young to help them understand that laughter, joy, uh, silliness is is from God, that God is. Uh, as Dallas Willard once said, he is the most joyful being in all of existence. You can never be more happy than God. And there is a way in which, uh, and I'm very thankful for our church and the way our church does children's ministry, that it is not a very self-serious thing. And it is it's very fun and very lighthearted. And kids get to have a lot of good fun in what they do. But there is a way in which as we grow, we tend to think of life as a very serious endeavor and a very tragic uh, at times, endeavor, and that God himself is very somber and serious, and we don't think of God as a God of laughter and a God of joy, but he is. Jesus' whole life uh, was embodied by being the most joyful person. Jesus, people thought of him as a drunkard because he spent so much time at parties, uh, and he was so joyful and boisterous, they were thinking, well, okay, I think he might have had a few, because, <laughs> I mean, no one is this silly, right? We know children love Jesus, and I'll just tell you this, Children do not love people who are not very silly, That not, not people who aren't their parents. The, the people that children go up to are the ones who are willing to play and to enter into their world of play and their imaginary world. And so God and, and what we see in Jesus, the God we see in Jesus is a God of laughter and joy. And so sometimes just watching a cartoon movie uh, that's just supposed to be silly and there's no deeper meaning and you just sit and laugh with your kids, even if you're just laughing at uh, short shorts and farts. Like, yes, it feels a little silly and oh, this is so crude, but that's what your kids are laughing about. And to be able just for your kids to see mom and dad like to laugh. And so we're going to have a little bit of a conversation about that. So Donnie, one thing that you mentioned when we were kind of talking about this before is the importance of laughter in bonding with your kids, silliness in bonding and how as parents, we often, um, the way you had said it before, I loved it, is we t tend to treat joy and happiness as a temporary thing and struggle and difficulty and sorrow as kind of a constant thing, but maybe it should be the other way around. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, um, especially as a parent, like we tend to be a lot more stoic like we're we have the idea of we have to be we have to separate we can't be too too silly because then they won't take us seriously when it when it matters or we can't be like too serious because we have to you know we have to make sure they understand that certain things matter but i think the biggest part honestly is that we do look at it a lot of times is when joy happens we don't we don't take the time to just enjoy it like we don't set ourselves in that moment we we go you know, one of the, many of the phrases that we hear going, enjoy this moment while you're this age, because yeah. it's not going to get better. Like, or <laughs> life is, is a, terrible after 10. It all peaks a, at 10. This is the best time of your life. And it's like, and as I've grown up, I've learned more and more that can't be further from the truth. Because as you learn more about the world and the people around you and your interactions with people, joy is everywhere. Joy is always present. It's just not always on the forefront of our mind. We spend more time focusing on when will the bottom fall out? When will things go bad? You yeah. know, and I think it's important for, to remind our kids like, hey, look, you need to embrace joy as much as you embrace the sadness. You know, we have to embrace them all like they're all emotions that help us to grow 
And they're all things that are going to help us to grow closer to others, as well as, you know, growing more like Jesus. Because, yeah, Jesus was just, he was full of joy. But he also yeah. had those moments where he grieved with people. You know, it wasn't just a one-sided thing. And if we become very one-sided as, you know, or teaching our kids in a way that is only showing that joy is, you know, fleeting and that pain is constant and like sadness is constant, they will have a perception of the world as being just a constant struggle and they get lost in that. And I think it's so important to be like, hey, look, when we sit down and watch this movie, it's not about the big story. I want to laugh out loud with you. I want to enter in this world with you, like watching, helping them to understand. It's like, hey, it's important. It's exciting to love joy because yeah. it's it's so much a part of who you are. And it's the thing that reminds you that, you know, that that God exists and that Jesus is Jesus exists because, you know, that that joy comes from God. You know, that's where it exists, you know. Well, and I think, you know, the reason that we want to kind of highlight watching a cartoon or watching a funny movie with your kids is as being a parent, you know, the kind of thing Donnie said about like being stoic or whatever, it comes from you. There is so much you have to do as a parent that isn't fun and, and laughter, right? It is, I have to discipline, I have yeah. to set boundaries, I have to set rules, and I have to go to work and I have to do all these other things. And by the time I get home at the end of the day, I don't often have the energy it takes to be joyful, like yeah. to have to, to, to choose to laugh and to do that. But if you say, Hey, uh, we as a family, we're just going to sit and the whole point of this next hour and a half is just to laugh. And yeah. we're just going to have fun. It's an opportunity for you to say, Hey, let's, let's make sure laughter is on the schedule. Mm -hmm. Just like going to ball practice is on the schedule and going to work is on like, none of those things are wrong. But if I prioritize that over times of us just laughing and playing games and doing fun things together, I I'm going to miss that. Yeah, uh, it's it's so yeah, important. Like it's, it's so important because like you when I love like because I was watching um Spicklebill Me with my kids and I love when they would just laugh at the little things. And I'm like that joy, like that hearing that chuckle, like like they were laughing at what they were making a fart machine or something like that. And they were just tickled by that. They were like they just yeah. started busting out laughing. I'm just like, I need to sit sometimes and just be in that joy. Like just well, and not to be like, oh, that's gross. Oh, exactly. that's crude. That's that's yeah. silly. Like, yes, yes, it is gross. Yes, it is crude. But that's what makes it funny, and that's what that, that's what your kids are laughing at. They're not laughing at it because it's inappropriate. They're just laughing. Yeah. They think it's funny. Sawyer, can you yeah. kind of talk to as someone who doesn't have you know you don't have kids, but you spend a lot of time at church relating and connecting with kids. How does how does humor and all that work into it for you? Well, I was just about to say, you know, I I was I was very blessed. My, my parents were not perfect in, in parenting, but no, none are is the thing. And one of the things they were really good at is being able to like be in the moment with us, especially in these moments of levity and stuff like that. And that's what's so important to a kid. If they feel like, because it, I feel like the goal of like humor in general is to like unseriousify something. Okay. Yeah. And if, if your kids can see that you aren't intimidated in any context of whatever it is that's on screen or in the story, if, if they see that the story isn't intimidated by it and my parents aren't intimidated by it, then they're not going to be intimidated by it. Right. And it's going to like, it's going to create a, it's going to create them having confidence in you. And then they're going to know oh, all these people that I trust, they're not afraid of that. So I don't need to be afraid of that. And it, 
it, it it's weirdly very empowering when when you and your kids laugh together. It's something that I you know on a, on any given Sunday, I always try to remind the kids that I'm talking to, like, hey. I'm kind of just one of you with a driver's license or I'm one of you with a college degree. Like, like there is like trying to like bring yourself down to their level or bring them up to your level is like going to help them exponentially. And, and the thing is comedy movies are just really great at doing that is the mm-hmm. thing. Well, yeah, because we all think it's funny. And I think like physical yeah. comedy has that, like there's something in kids, you know, we talked about home alone at the beginning of our podcast. There's something about kids that when they see, someone fall it's and it's not just kids adults we all laugh at it and there's this level of for my kids to go oh wow daddy thinks that's funny too right because daddy may not think some of the things i think are funny are funny but he does think that's funny and i do think when you said this uh, humor by its nature is is subversive right it, it, it it's a way to kind of poke fun at the things that shouldn't be or that that when we take ourselves too seriously but it also is a way to poke fun at just the absurdity of life mm-hmm. and even like humor where someone falls and we know, oh, I should be caring that that person could be physically hurt. But because of the context of what it is, I realize, oh, that's absurd. And it helps me to realize even the painful things we go in this life, isn't it absurd that pain exists and sickness exists and that war exists and that pain, you know, these kind of sorrowful things, even though they are suffering and and it is, it is, we should feel compassion. There's a level which humor allows us to kind of step outside and go, that's not the way the world should be. Well, and what's, what's crazy about that, Nathan, is like that goes back to like the earliest days of comedy. Like you think about guys like Charlie Chaplin, like the earliest days of like, comedy genre movies and stuff like that were like commentaries on like hitler and stuff like that sure and um and and and, you know the what's his name stanley kubrick made uh dr strangelove which is a movie all about that's like big on protesting nuclear weapons and stuff like anyway like comedy is all about sucking the air out of a very serious thing is the thing Mm -hmm. and i i when a kid sees that it makes them strong is the thing Well, and I think this goes to a point that Heidi had brought up earlier about why it's not. So we've kind of talked so far about this helps us to connect with our kids. But there's a level in which we as parents need our kids to help us experience joy, because as we become adults, uh, there is a toughness that comes to us, especially in difficult circumstances. And and Heidi, you said something about um, learning that the, the meaning of that verse, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And how your daughter actually taught that to you in a very difficult kind of trying time in your life. You want to speak to that to, to some degree? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, she was two turning three and I was pregnant with our baby um, or our youngest. He's three now. Um, and um, my mom was in a coma. And so it was just this really weird situation. It was a abrupt thing, kind of sudden change major change in life. It was out of state. And so we were doing a lot of traveling and a lot of waiting and a lot of, you know, just grieving and heaviness. Um, and things changed, just changed so fast. So my daughter, I was, (laughs) I was sharing with you guys. And I said this a lot during that time period that if anybody else would have just been as jovial and nonchalant and, you know, just not focused at all on what 
was going on in my life and approached me the way that she did in all our interactions, it would have almost been offensive um, to, to overlook this massive thing that I felt like, you know, just took up all the space. Um, but she didn't because she's a little three-year-old girl. And so, um, throughout that time we did, we spent a lot of time just finding joy in little things. And that was movies that was, you know, shows that we would watch or like little games that we would play, or, you know, we, um, there was a beach close by. And so we would, you know, do some certain little fun things on the beach and it was cold. It was not a clean beach at all. So it's not like it was fun beach time, you know, but we still would find little ways to, you know, have fun in our hotel room or have fun in the waiting room of the hospital or play games with our other relatives that were waiting and things like that. And, um, that just really, it really, um, it, it showed me kind of the meaning of that verse and how it can relate to our lives in these circumstances where things feel so heavy. And sometimes it feels like all we can do to just sit down and unplug in front of, and then before we know it, like our kids are laughing and we're laughing too. And that's, you know, that verse, the joy of the Lord is my strength. I, there is, to me, the closest thing we can, you know, that can encapsulate the joy of the Lord is our little children. And I feel like that's biblical. And so when this little three-year-old is like dying laughing, like you said, at something so inappropriate or so, you know, like we, we shouldn't laugh when people fall, but some, you know, cartoon character falls and it's this really funny um, moment. And she's laughing so hard that she's like snorting or something like that. Like, it's impossible not to just get in it and just, be present in the moment and, and, you know, it is energizing. It's restorative. And so that was a really, um, that was a really positively impactful thing for me because it was really easy for me to focus on the negative things at that time, but her joy, um, relating it to God's joy and how the Bible tells us that that is our, our source of strength, you know, um, that really helped me to have a different perspective in those moments. Yeah. And so I just hope that th- this conversation helps you as a parent to realize, uh, you know, often we're going to talk about heavy things. Last last week we talked about uh, the movie Just Mercy, and that was a very heavy conversation. And so sometimes I think uh, I don't want anyone to take away from this, that the kind of movies you have to watch with your kids are like, let's talk about a social problem. Let's talk about some really deep emotional thing. It is just as important for you to sit and laugh with your kids and have a good time. I think often about Dallas Willard talking about uh, that that Jesus, that God is the most joyful being in all existence. And he tells this story about this idea of, he said he went to South Africa one time and he went to the beaches that were near there. And he said, when I had seen the sunset coming up over this, over the rise where the sea and the land opened up, he said, I stood in sun, stunned silence and then slowly walked toward the waves. And he said, words cannot capture the view that confronted me. I saw space and light and texture and color and power that seemed hardly of this earth. And then he said this part, gradually there crept into my mind the realization that God sees this all the time. He sees it, experiences it, knows it from every possible point of view. This and billions of other scenes like and unlike it in this and billions of other worlds, great tidal waves of joy must constantly wash through his being. It is perhaps strange to say, but suddenly I was extremely happy for God and thought I had some sense 
of what an infinitely joyous consciousness he is and of what it might have meant for him to look at his creation and find it very good. And then he goes on to explain this idea that, you know, when you have a kid and you do something really funny, you play a game, you throw them in the air. What's the thing your kid says next is do it again, do it again. And he talks about how that the older we get, we get kind of bored with repetition. He says, but God paints every sunrise. He every sunrise over that beach, God paints. And he says, I think God just cackles with laughter and says one more time. Let's do it one more time. And that he said he, he describes God as this eternally fresh being that, that in some ways God may be younger than the rest of us. Uh, and that there is something about being with our children that we experience the joy of God. Uh, and it is it is refreshing to our souls. It is necessary for our souls. Rejoicing is a command. One of my daughters asked me yesterday, we were walking in and we had been singing some song in the car about rejoice in the Lord. And she said, what does it mean to rejoice? And I said, rejoice means that you choose to be glad. Even when there's nothing to be glad about, you choose to be glad. And, and she said, oh, I like being glad. And I said, I know you do. I said, you help me be glad. And I think how important that is. And I don't want us to miss that with our families. God is the most joyous being and he delights in us. God does not, uh, God loves us because he likes us. God loves us because he likes us, because he is fond of us. He, 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 he enjoys us. And uh, what a beautiful thing we could give to our children if, if they learned to enjoy God as he enjoys them. Uh, and so anyway, we hope these cartoons help you to do that, even if you have to laugh at short shorts. Uh, so we hope you guys have a great time watching this and teaching your children to love Jesus and his way of life even more. We'll see you next time.